there's things that happened through the retreat that I broke through. I got a lot clearer on my intuition, which then resulted me the decisions that I make, which then resulted in more of like how my partner chooses to pursue her career, how she just like where she spends her time and things like that. That's probably the easiest way I can talk about that. But yeah, for me, it was much more of a clearer guide on my own intuition. If I could be anything, I can be fucking anything. I still remember the day I had that realization while speaking at our Freedom Fest event. And I'm here to tell you that you can be fucking anything you want in life. I am Clint X Morgan, your host for the Rich Mystic Man podcast. And if you're ready to create a life of freedom, connection, and abundance, this podcast is for you. Hey, what's up, legend? Welcome to another episode of the Rich Mystic podcast. And today I have a very special guest who's actually my first ever guest on the podcast. He's popping the guest cherry, uh, Mr. Alan Howe. And I've known Alan Howe for, I don't know, maybe. Internet friends for a little while. Internet for, and then when was that retreat? Uh, March? No, no, the, the Livia's. Oh, that was in 2020. That was before all the shit came shit down. Went down. Yeah. yeah. Before the world fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometime yeah. around that point. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. So we're sort of just uh, acquaintances then. And I remember uh, Alan reaching out to me saying, hey, bro, if you ever do a retreat, let me know. That's I mean, right. Yeah. And uh, so I put on a retreat and I reached out to Alan. I said, dude, I'm doing that retreat. And he's like, all right, I'm in. And he just paid his money and it was, he was on. Um, and yeah, brother, it's been awesome to get to know you. And you've really uh, also become an integral part of the Rich Mystic Man and uh, delivering some value to the Rich Man community because your, uh, yeah, your value and your expertise comes around um, capturing people's essence, capturing people's content and how to deliver their message uh, yeah, through social platforms, video, specifically yeah so i'd love to just um yeah where do we start don't know you gave me a big ego i might not be able to fit out of the <laughs> my head might not be able to fit out of that door it's but thank right, you bro. you can just run, at it. <laughs> just run at it you'll get through there if you give me a bum tap i might i might be okay <laughs> um that's an inside joke inside alan joke. alan Sorry, i, I realized that at, at our just a bit of context so um is uh yeah alan's a Bum tapper. He's a bum tapper at the retreat. He starts, he's hugging, he's hugging, he gives a little bit of a bum tap. And I'm like, what the f-? And then I, I'm like, didn't you play footy or something? Because that's the only other time I've seen yeah. people doing the bum taps and it turns out yeah. he does. So Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think it's a footy thing. I thought it was a normal thing, but it's obviously not. It's uh... <laughs> So as I brought it into the community, it was a little bit, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, people like yourself, you're like, what? What are you do- What are you doing? And then it and then it just grew on everyone. So yeah. now, now, now we all just now, pat yeah. bombs. Yeah, correct. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, rich, just a thing. It's a rich mystic man. Yeah, bum tap. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah. no, good. <laughs> so, um, whilst you're here, brother. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. While we're on the top topic of the rich mystic man, yeah. is uh, you're someone that's been there. You know, from the beginning, you've uh, you know, been to the rich mystic man retreat. Uh, you've now been to the rich man retreat. Uh, we've uh smoked a toad together. Um, we've been on a real journey together and, um, yeah, even so much so that you, uh, you know, the last retreat, uh, Alan sort of pulls me aside. He said, Hey bro, like what would, um, what would it look like for me to come and spend 24 hours with you? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, man, I just, you know, I love proximity. You know, I want to be in your president's presence and, um, yeah, well just put a price on it and let me know and I'll be there. And I was like, 
oh, that's different. I never really thought about that as a concept <laughs> yeah. or an idea. And uh, anyway, so I put a price on it. Alan's like, all right, I'm in. And um, so here we are. We're, here we we're, are. we're on that um, yeah. stint together. Yeah. And um, but yeah, we'd love to just, yeah, maybe just give a bit of an insight of um, your experience of, of the Rich Mystic Man. Uh, yeah. Where to start? Like, so first and foremost, yeah, like even when I reached out to you, I had no idea what um, you were going to do. It was just, I think it's something about your energy and your essence. You use the word essence a lot. And I just resonate with the calmness. I resonate with the focus, but also your mission and your dedication to your mission. And I knew that no, if you like, if you were ever going to put something together, I just want to be a part of it. Like, you know, especially when you run an online business, um, especially for me, like I don't like, I'm at a point now where we have a team, like, so in our video agency, we have some incredible team members, um, like, you know, so I'm here on the Gold Coast doing some filming, but realistically, like I've got videographers here, I've got videographers all around Australia who, who go out and do like, you know act and, and work on behalf of triple effect and what we do. And so because of all of that, and especially like through COVID and, and whatnot, um, I really like missed that connection, that face-to-face connection. And, and I knew that if you put something, like, I just knew that with the way that you work and operate with what you do, the moment that you put something together, the, I, I just wanted to be a part of it. And so that's where it started. And boy, like, I think at the end of the first retreat, after like, we actually got to meet everyone and whatnot, I felt like, I think I mentioned, felt like the the vulnerability camp, um, because (laughs) we did some, like, I'm not going to uncover everything that we did, but we did some really, really vulnerable things. Like we, we, we wrapped, um, we obviously did toad. And then there was a couple of other things that we did throughout the, um, the retreat that were very sacred and like really deep men's work. And, um, it was what just, hap- happens on retreat stays on that's retreat. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. I've just tried to give the high level stuff and, <laughs> and yeah. And yeah. without giving away too much, but what happened on that first one was so transformative for me. It was so like liberating, like the toad was very, a, a pro- very prolific experience as well. And so yeah, there's so much that I got out of that experience that, um, yeah, I just, I wanted to be a part of the next one. And, and what I loved about even the community is there was not a single ego in either one. You know, there, there wasn't anyone who was trying to be better than anyone. It felt like a real men's community where we're all supportive. Um, everyone's just cheering each other on. Like we're all at different levels in business, in life, in, in families, like, all this other stuff. And, and it's, it was just really cool to have like, especially like just have that community and have that time with some of the other men, um, and being a part of it. And, um, it was just, it was really good. It was just really good. Like, I, I don't really know there's other words that I can put it so simply, but like, it was fantastic. And yeah, I'm, I'm also a big advocate for men's mental health anyway. Like I've, I've got my own story of like how I've overcome, you know, drugs and addiction and, and a few other things as well. Um, but it was just good to be around committed men who are willing to commit to themselves, their future and all those other things as well. So yeah, epic, yeah. man. Well, epic. So I, I see that as a slogan, uh, the rich mystic man, 
it's really good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck Come, yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's really, that, really that good. That would definitely yeah. tell them, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, you mentioned about, you know, the, the retreat and being in the space and the experience you had there. Uh, just give us an insight into like, you know, maybe how your your work life or your home life has shifted. Has shifted and changed, yeah. So I think um, like the one that was probably the most surprising is because when you're working on yourself, you probably don't realize how much that actually impacts the people around you. Like you're going through like these, these transformations and limiting beliefs and, and you're breaking through this stuff, this work, coming to new realizations and learning more and all this other stuff. But I think the thing that surprised me the most is not only the impact on my own self-belief, like I think after the first one, the biggest out, uh, thing that I had was I felt like I was just very decisive with my, I was very in tune with my intuition. Like, yes, no, not right now. Like, and I could literally like, you know how like you get a little bit lost with like, what should I do? Marketing, money, business, et cetera. Just had this very decisive intuition and I, it was clear, clearer than ever before. But what I was alluding to before is I didn't realize the impact it would have on my wife and my family, because naturally, as you make shifts and changes, those shifts and changes, because you're connected to your partner, to your kids and all those other things are naturally going to happen. So I went home and without going into like heaps of detail, things had changed and there was some disruption at home and all, all for the good, all for the best. But like I got home and, and it was not what I was expecting. Like I just wasn't expecting it to connect into my family the way it did. But as a family unit, we evolved. Um, I know that sounds fluffy, but the, the, the best way I can put it is there's things that happened um, through the retreat that I broke through, I got a lot clearer on my intuition, which then resulted me, the decisions that I make, which then resulted in more of like how my partner chooses to pursue her career, how she just like where she spends her time and things like that. That's probably the easiest way I can talk about that. Um, but yeah, for me, it was much more of a clearer guide on my own intuition. And, and almost like, I know this, and the second retreat for me, this is going to sound really weird coming from a dude is I actually learned more about my own sensitivity right now. I actually struggled with this, like initially, like being sensitive sounds like you, you're a fucking pussy. But what I learned is that that sensitivity to my emotions and to my, who I am as a person is actually a superpower. And it allows me like to tune into people, especially when we're filming. Um, and it's, it's, it's why I feel like I'm very drawn to you as well, like your essence and, and things like that. Like I can really sense good and pure beyond what people say and what beyond what people are per, like the facade that people have. And so, yeah, that's probably a good summary of it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And I, I, I love that you shared and you know, it's, quite apparent and I, I know from my own experience in my own life like doing something like that and immersing yourself into a retreat or having some you know like smoking a toad for example is like you go deep and you you unpack and you unravel so much 
and you change and then you go back to your family or your business or like you said, your, your intuition, like things has changed and it has this massive ripple effect on other people. Yeah. And often people are like, man, it's my wife or it's my kids or it's yeah. something outside of themselves when all realistically it's like if you just change, if you have the shifts and become clearer within yourselves, then your whole world and how people perceive you and how they respond to you changes. All evolves. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Epic, man. Um, now, thanks for that. I appreciate your, uh, your insights and your shares and your um, testimony. And would love to, you talked about uh, mental health. Yeah. And um, you've, you have a really powerful uh, story, which I'm really inspired by. And I think it's something that, um, you know, you did a post about it the other day on your social media. And Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. And um, if you're okay yeah. about talking about that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I guess like, I know you'd sort of, you had a bit of a, a, a drug and yep. alcohol addiction. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess give us, give us an insight into that you know, part of your life and yep. then also to like now changing it and cutting that out and yep. what, how that's, what space that's opened up. Yeah, absolutely. So for context, um, yeah, like I, I went through most of high school, um, and most of my teenage years, not touching any drug, not touching anything because I was a good Christian boy and, uh, and, um, you know, heavily involved in church, um, almost every day, almost every day of the week. And then there was an incident that happened, um, with my family. Um, unfortunately, like my, my grandparents, um, both, uh, died in a car accident. It was really, really sad when I was about 20 and it was a catalyst for me to like, just look at life and like, you know, when, especially when someone so close to you passes or, or you know, both of my grandparents passed away it had me really look inside and go, what, like, why, wh what are you doing in life? What, like, what's the purpose of everything? And during that time, I, I had my cousin came up to me and asked me, why are you spending so much time in church? And I was like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I, I'm part of a community. Um, but like, I usually had an answer for everything. And that time I didn't and from there, like there was just a, I, I would call it like a little bit of an evolution of going to the dark side, right? Going to see all the things that I hadn't seen before, um, being drunk and then, you know, being introduced to weed, which then introduced me to pills, which in introduced me to cocaine. And I, I went down this path of exploring the edges of like how drunk I could get myself, like how, how fucked up can I how, get How myself? old were you here? This is like throughout my 20s. 20s yeah. But um, I'd say probably, you know, um, there were different times that I experimented with different things. Um, and for the most part, I was a highly functioning person. Like, um, but what I will say is that especially when um, you have kids, uh, and, and you're still doing all of that stuff, your worlds collide. Right. And for the most part, sorry, um, knocking the table here, uh, for the most part, um, I'd done a pretty good job of keeping it under wraps from people who didn't want to know about it and didn't need to know about it. But I was living this double life, if you will. And it got to a point, especially like, um, when, so my daughter is eight, to, uh, in this year, uh, she turns nine later this year, but when my daughter was born, that was, that was probably one of the first wake up calls is like, you're now responsible for another human being and it's not just you. And then 
as 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 that was starting to take effect, it was probably when I turned thirty that my son was born. Um, so he's six. He so I turned thirty. I'm thirty six today, and I still remember when he was born. I was I was sort of coming to grips with being a father, and obviously having your second child there really puts it into perspective. And I remember it like goes from having one child to feeling like you have seven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you just like your whole world, yeah. like it was, it was manageable to like live this double life, but it's that, that second life is slowly crumbling. And I was already like in this transition phase of like, you know, going out and, and not really like enjoying myself, like feeling like I'd, I'd get cocaine and, and stuff and no one else wanted to do it. I just, I couldn't have a drink without needing it like and or put it this way even if we were at like a a Sunday barbecue and there's no access to drugs or anything my brain is just ticking over going where's the bags where's the bags where's the bags and as as like a silent battle that I was facing and I knew that it just wasn't like I, I wasn't happy with where I was at in life I was working in a corporate job that I that it wasn't fulfilling me um, my son was born and all of this stuff's happening. And then when my son was born, that was a catalyst for me starting my business. And my business was a catalyst for me giving up drugs and alcohol for good. So today it's been three and a half years that I've, uh, been sober and the, what, like the whole, I think, uh, yeah, the whole catalyst for it was, I just, I was going down a path where. I just, I couldn't keep up with it. I just couldn't keep up with living this double life. And I just needed to, like, I, like I have a family, two beautiful kids, an amazing wife, a huge business opportunity, and I can't waste it on the weekends with randos and strangers. And, you know, cause that life, it, like it doesn't lead to where I ultimately want to go. And it's not a fulfilling life for me. So. And for me, like some people can have that discernment. I know my personality is very addictive and I just can't at this stage and at this point, I can't not do something. So even like, you know, I was, I've just been in Fiji a couple of weeks ago, Jess was having a cocktail and I could have easily had like an alcoholic cocktail, like wouldn't it been a problem, but the problem will be that like, I'll have a drink there and then I'll have another drink in two weeks time. And then I'll have another drink in two weeks time. And then I'll be somewhere where I have another drink and there's a bag. And then I've just, I'm back on the, I'm back on the bandwagon. And I know that that one decision is going to lead to the others. So with that self-awareness, I just, I could sense that my business, it's got a lot of opportunity and I was spending a lot of time hungover. And for that reason, I was just like, no, cut this out. Now, for the most part, I actually managed to keep it under wraps a lot, but I think when I started to give up alcohol and all the other things, I really started to really understand the impact of it and the impact that it had, not only to your mental health, but also like your ability to feel emotion and, and all those other things. And I'm not here to sit and proclaim that alcohol is bad or recreational drugs are bad. It just didn't work for me. And it just didn't align with my path, my mission and who I am and all those other things. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome, man. And I, I love what you shared, like the the decision you made in Fiji where it's like, you know, you could have had a cocktail and that could have been it. But then, you know, two weeks later, you're having another cocktail. And it just shows like, I guess, the the compounding effect of a 
quote unquote negative decision. Yeah. You know, a decision. And they say it's not negative. It, you know, you could yeah. have a drink and that's it, or you could yeah. have a bag and that's it. You know, it's not a, it's not yeah. a big deal. But you knowing that, okay, I'll do this today. I'll do that again next week. It's going to contribute to a compounding effect somewhere. Yeah. And then, you know, instead of that, you still have, or it's like you're choosing to channel your energy, like maybe into a present conversation with your wife or yeah. better time with your children or more time in your business. Yeah. And so then you're shifting that energy and it's having a compound effect then yeah. into the positive. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, for anyone who runs a business or needs the the brain capacity, like you'll know and understand, like business is fucking hard. Like, you know, let alone being a father, let alone being a man in today's day and age, it's hard. Like, and so you, like, I just, I don't want to disadvantage myself. Mm. I just want to make sure I'm on the front foot. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I've got, there's a, there's a girl on my team, Kylie, and, um, she recently, you know, she told, shared with me, she hadn't drunk in nine months and her, her business is flying, crushing it. Right. Absolutely killing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, we had an event in Bali and I, she was at the bar and she was having a drink and I was like, oh, Kylie, you're having a drink. She goes, ah, it's a mocktail. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah. She's like, Clint, she goes, I just, I can't afford to like be hung over. Yeah. She goes, I've just got, I've got so much to do. I've got some big goals. Like I just can't afford to fuck up a day. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's really powerful. Like that's yeah. really inspiring because you don't really, when you're in it, you don't really think of it, but it is. It's like every time you go out or whatever, it's like the whole next day's out and sometimes yeah. two days. And then yeah. if you're on a two, three day bender, then, you know, like it's taking out your whole week and you're just constantly going down yeah. in this. Even exactly right. But even like for me, just before I gave up, like even just a lunch, uh, like a beer at the pub for lunch, like you have, like, let's say you're going to the, the pub, you're having a chits, chicken schnitzel and you grab a, grab a skewy. That like that impact of that one skewy for the next three hours, like you're so unproductive. Mm. Like it, it just, and it didn't work for me. Mm. So hence that decision. Yeah. 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 Nice man. Awesome. So yeah, let's talk about your, uh, We've got about uh, probably seven minutes left. Boom, let's make it happen. That's, um, we'd love to hear about, yeah, what you do. So you um, triple effect. Yes. Yeah, so give us the insight. Play on ripple effect, but triple effect, triple yes. Effect. So um, the main thing that people will know us for is that we create six months' worth of video content and film it all in two days. And so for the most part, we work with a whole range of different people from, um, you know, coaches. Um, we work with a lot of people in property um, uh, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, people who really, who offer some sort of service and really want to build an effective relationships with their clients. Um, and we're also supporting podcasting and all that other stuff as well. So yeah, there's a few things that we're doing in the background. Um, we've got a team across Australia, so I'm based on the New South Wales central coast, but we've got two videographers in Sydney, Melbourne, one on the gold coast, Adelaide and Perth who've been with us for the last um, two and a half, three years, just depending on where they're based and whatnot. And, um, yeah, and we've got a whole team and strategy behind the way that we execute and go about things. And for the most part, just really happy and proud to, I, like even just looking back, like I'm up on the Gold Coast now um, doing some filming with some of our clients and it's really cool to just be able to see the impact of, you. like sometimes – it's good to just be face to face and just really hear and see the impact that what you're doing is having on other people. And it really plays into my soul mission as a man as well, which is 
around, I, I have a massive soul mission around men's mental health, but also helping people find their message, find their voice and find their own essence. Um, so yeah, there's a few things in there. Mm, nice. What would you say, you know, someone that's, you know, cause I guess, would you call it, would you put it on the banner of personal branding? Yeah. yeah. Marketing, social media marketing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause yeah, a big, big thing that I talk around with the rich mystic man is like, you know, um, you're having a high ticket offer, yeah. um, you know, learning how to sell, learning how to market and, uh, and then yeah, building a personal brand and getting your message Absolutely. out using social media. So yeah, maybe like some, some insights, some snippets, some, yeah. um, into that field. Okay. So off the cuff, there's one that I would highly recommend. Um, so people often people ask like, what do I post? What do I share? What do I do? I think the easiest thing is I break it down into four categories. So the first one is I like to, you know, really make sure we understand someone's brand, even conversational. So this is perfect. Like what we're doing right now is very conversational. There's no um, other than like, you know, delivering value or, you know, following like providing value to the Rich Mystic Man community. There's no real like objective. It's just a free flowing conversation and it really gets, allows you to feel someone's essence. Conversational type videos is the first one. Second one is educational. So, you know, if you're teaching something or educating on something about your brand, oh, sorry, about your industry, these are insights that you can teach based on your experience, based on things that you know, based on, you know, whatever, um, that's educational type videos. Um, then the next one is results and social proof. So this is like, this is actually being able to see the results. So for, for a lot of the clients we work with, it's about testimonials, case studies, reviews, social proof of like, I did X service and I got X result. Like this is the return on investment. This is what it looks like. And then the last one is like, Call to, call to action type videos. So these are video sales letters, videos that you'll typically see on Facebook ads, um, you know, things like that, videos that are used on landing pages, those sorts of things. So that's what I, like when someone asks me, like, what do you, like, if, if I'm a business, what do I post? I like to try and find a way to create content into those four categories. And realistically, if you do that consistently and you have those four categories, you know, that you're sort of sharing on a fortnightly basis and just realistically just touching each one of those points on a consistent basis. Um, that's one of the fundamental ways of having a business grow online anyway. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love the, uh, yeah, my, my favorite out of all them is like the essence one, just sort yeah. of, you know, getting to know someone and like, like you said, just sort of having a converse, casual conversation and seeing what, you know, comes up so you can get to know, like, and trust someone. And then when they put out an offer, you're like, fuck yeah, I'll, like I like that person at least, you know, I'm, I'm curious about what they're doing. So 100%. Are we, we got, it's at that time. Eh? So almost three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So just to, just to wrap it up, I'd like to give, uh, the rich mystic man community, uh, listeners some actionables. And so I feel like from this ep episode, from talking with Alan is, um, one come and experience, uh, the rich mystic oh, man fuck, yes. retreats, yeah. um, or workshops yeah. or something yeah. like that. I'll have some details in the show notes below. Cause I'm yeah. actually, uh, launching a 12 month container, which Alan's part of. I've as already well. joined. Am He's I the first joined? one? You were the first Fuck one. Fuck yes. yes. That's yes. right, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> first one. Um, and then secondly, would be to 
yeah, I guess just sort of consider some of your daily habits and some of the things you're yeah. saying yes to and, uh, you know, how are they compounding over the time? The compounding effect, yeah. yeah. the compounding effect. So, yeah. you know, we're not we're not here. I know we're both not here saying don't drink or yeah, don't touch any I'm, drugs or anything like that. It's like that's you not do what you. About. Yeah, you do you. But it's like, you know, have a look at the reality of those, you know, that the compounding effect of those decisions exactly. made, you know, day in, day out, um, both good and bad. Absolutely. And, um, and then thirdly was build a personal brand. And what are those four things? Conversational, educational, results and social proof, call to action. Legend. And uh, we'll put in a, uh, some details about the triple effect yep. and um, maybe some some download if I can yeah. uh, screw Let's one out do of it. Alan. Yeah. Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> legend. <laughs> you uh, twist my arm. Yeah, it's really easy. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes below. Fuck yeah. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends, give it five stars, leave a comment, but most important thing of all is to take action from the wisdom and the nuggets that you heard within this show because that's where the magic happens, that's where the growth happens, and that's where the rich mystic man resides. And if you're serious about your growth, follow me across my social media at Morgan and visit my website at www.clint.com x morgan that's www.clintxmorgan.com where you'll find more information about my training and membership to keep on expanding be proud of yourself my brother see you on the next episode of the rich mystic man podcast